Welcome to the Hardwood Hustle podcast where we know and believe in the value of a coach. We're here to educate, empower, and encourage you to lead like never before. In today's episode, we challenge coaches to go deeper than ever before to evaluate what your program produces, not just talent-wise, but people-wise. If a team of the next level were to get a player from your program, what would they get? Would they have confidence in what they were getting as a result of your work with them? What would their character look like after years under your mentorship? In today's episode, we help you properly assess what your program produces and help give you direction to help your program produce what you hope it produces. Today's episode is guaranteed to challenge you to become better. So let's jump in. TJ, as most people know, I, I do a lot of consulting. I've got a sales consulting in a corporate position in addition to my work with Lead em Up as in Hardwood Hustle. And it was an interesting comment that was said the other day by one of the VPs in the organization. He said, if I had it my way, I would do nothing but hire individuals from IBM, Enterprise, and Xerox. Hmm. He said, he goes, because I know what I'm going to get in almost every instance when I get somebody from that type of corporation. I, I just know. I know the type of culture they're coming from. I know the type of training they've gone through. I know the type of work ethic. I know the, the credibility and cr- credentials and character have to be there. I can rest assured that if I'm getting someone from one of those three organizations, I feel confident. And it actually reminded me of a recent situation where you had a former player that you were thinking about connecting uh, to me would lead him up. And you actually reached out and you said, hey, I've got a player that I think you may be interested in bringing on with the lead him up team. Um, he, he's interested. I think you all should connect and have a conversation. It was pretty amazing. I, I almost immediately, TJ, I, I would have almost hired him right on the spot. Like I, I didn't feel any need to do much of a background check to, to truly kind of check the resume. It was a combination of me trusting you, but even more so this belief and feeling that if this young man had gone through four years under TJ and Graham's mentorship through that program, all the different things you do, I am almost 100% confident that that person is someone I want in my organization, right? And I think it opens that question of like, what does your program produce? Right, like what is your program known for? And are you proud of the things that your program is known for? And do people feel like when a player comes through your program and comes out on the other side, is there a common look, a common feel, a common character? Is there some type of commonality of the players that get produced from your program out into the next level? What does it look like? And I think it's an important question when we're talking about the type of people we're trying to develop, the type of people we're trying to build, where we ask ourselves, what do I want the people that leave my program to look like? Yeah. You know, I think it's a really good question. I, I think it's, it's a little bit tougher in a basketball program or coaching in general um, to get them into uh, – per se a mold like if you're going to ibm you're training somebody in xerox like you're trying to prepare them for a job right and i think what we're trying to do as as coaches is prepare them for life and prepare them for the future and all the things they do so we can't be as specific because there's so many personalities on our team and we're trying to teach that personality 
to not only survive but thrive in the world. And so I don't think everybody comes out looking the same. However, I do think there are certain characteristics. Certainly some commonalities. Some commonalities that you want every player to come out with. And, you know, I, and I would be interested to hear what everybody's different program. I think some of it takes on your personality as a, as a coach, like what you want people to come a, to across. But, um, you know, I, I think that uh, just even something as simple as the way you communicate, like what would be – uh, a commonality of leaving a manual college basketball program and you know somebody's going to be a teacher somebody's going to be in business somebody, but my hope would be that they would they would communicate with truth love and transparency and so i i would hope that if somebody was to go hire an emmanuel college basketball player hey i'm going to get the truth from them right and they're going to be transparent and hopefully they're going to do it in a really kind way the majority of the time and so you know i, I think you know 90 percent of our guys that leave here um, you, if you were to, to hire them in, in your work, in your line of work, you, you would get that from them. And so I, I'd like to think that we have core values that when we leave here, they all, they all leave the, those solid core values. But I think that's part of the challenge. I think every program in the country has core values, TJ. Right, but like, can you successfully get those core values to actually be embedded and kind of infused into your players and have them actually live them out? Can you actually get them off the walls into the hearts of your players and actually have it demonstrated? That's the challenge. Mm -hmm. And I think in order to get there, coaches, we need to sometimes approach it, the approach to start with the end in mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no doubt. And, and, you know, one of the things I I think I want to encourage coaches, because I'm actually going through this frustration a little bit with myself, is. Um, man, we have to really, really be intentional about this because I, the longer I live, the longer I coach, the more players I see go through, um, fighting, uh, fighting forces or people in their lives and environments they may go into is a hard thing to overcome. You know, like, so I, there's a lot of players that we've had come to Emmanuel. And I've seen them absolutely thrive in this environment. So they're surrounded by um, – that's not who they were before, but they, they got here. They're surrounded by people who are uplifting them, whether it's be you know professors plus their teammates plus whatever. And they thrive in this environment. And I've seen them go back. And, uh, you know, a year goes by and two years go by and they stay strong and they stay strong. But then eventually their environment they go back to starts to get a hold of them, you know. And I'm helping players right now that graduated 10 years ago battle that like how do i continue to be because you know like i know like teammates are a crucial part of this this concept of like making it happen like they need co- supportive coaches you need supportive teammates you're not going to have a special team unless you have that type of support from everybody and so when we send these players back in there out into the world um you know what is their support system one of the things i'm concentrating on now is continuing a support system for these players afterwards i didn't think about that before before they went on and they did their own thing i wasn't you know i caught up with them when i caught up with them i saw them when i saw them but now i'm trying to come up with a game plan between me assistants former teammates like how do we continue that accountability beyond what just happened here you know because we want those core values to be lived out i want you to know when you hire an emmanuel guy you're going to get this this and this and we are you know but i also want to make sure they're able to live those out and they have that support system to help them live that out you know throughout their life Let's take a quick break into action to catch up with our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Coaches, have a seat. There is power in having a seat next to your player or inviting them to sit down when you're communicating with them. When you have a seat in your communication, it communicates an importance of the conversation. It communicates that I want to be present and fully engaged in this conversation. 
It slows things down and deepens the connection. So this week, find a moment to sit down during communication with your players. Find a seat and connect. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. And before we jump in, let's take a quick look at the stat sheet. Do you know where you were January 22nd, 2006? If you're a basketball fan, you may remember that date. That is the day Kobe Bryant scored 81 points against the Toronto Raptors. If you looked at his recent stat line from that, you'll be amazed at the efficiency that he scored those 81 points. He shot 28 of 46 from the field, 7 of 13 from three-point range, and 18 of 20 from the foul line. Incredible. Listen, you don't get to shoot those type of percentages unless you're practicing often, unless you're getting a tremendous amount of shots up. And there's no greater tool for you to get shots up than with a shoot away the gun. Often considered the best shooting tool in the country, make sure you get a shoot away the gun in your gym today. Check out shootaway.com to get started. Now, let's jump back into the action. I absolutely love that you're doing that, right? And you and I talked a little bit about that, but it's so true. You know, I was recently reading a a James Clear piece, and he talked about the fact that we actually, we can produce more change if we lead the environment than we could ever do by leading the person, Hmm. right? Because the environment tends to produce greater change within the person than our ability to lead the person. And I think it makes complete sense, right? And that's what you're speaking to, that within our environments, you know, it can create something, but then it leaves, that person leaves and they go into a different environment. And all of a sudden now that environment is influenced it in a different way. I love the fact that you are extending it, right? Because what you're essentially saying to this question is, I want my program to produce this, okay? And I think you actually approach it in a healthy way. I do think you think in the beginning with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. What do I want this player to look like at the end of this process? So you, you kind of do it in a backwards way, but what you're establishing now, what you're processing in the moment is, I, my end can't end at the four years, right? My influence at the end has to be greater, Okay, like I've got to extend my time with them. They've got to take some additional hours with me. I've got to keep my handprint on them longer because I want my program to produce something far reaching long into the future. I want it to be impactful, not just here in the moment. So I think that's pretty powerful. That's extending it to another level. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't know I didn't have that plan until I started to realize, man, there's some places where they still need us. There's a place a lot of places when they need help. There's a lot of places where I want to be you know, a support system, because I think that's right. Like what you're talking about with James Clear is like, and I think it's something for all of us to be mindful, whether it's the short term influence of their environment, which is the locker room, their team like that, like that's going to drive a lot of things about your season. It's going to drive a lot of things about your career, creating that type of environment, you know? So even if you were just thinking short term, how do I have the most fulfilling basketball experience or coaching experience? You know, you're going to want to care, um, about are those core values being driven through or, or whatever, whatever they are, like whatever. I mean, even on the basketball court, I imagine Xerox employees are trained well to do their job, which is more of their skills on the court, right? As well as you want to hire them because they're good people. They're showing up with the, the, the courtesy, the whatever, the, the intangible things to show up. 
it's not any different. Like when I'm trying to run, they're trying to run Xerox. They're trying to have great systems and strategies, but they're also trying to have great culture. And I think that we're doing the same thing. Um, and so that's where I think we can pick up a lot from businesses and reading and outside of just sports is there's a, there's a lot of people in this world trying to do the same thing we're trying to do in sports. So I think this question, TJ, also can help provide guidance for us as a coach to keep us on track going in the right direction. When we know our, our hope and our goals for the end of the road, I think about that often in my work with Lead em Up. I, let's say I'm going through a, a basketball season with a particular team. And I've been coordinated with the coach to come in and work with them every week throughout the season. During those initial conversations, I make it very clear with the coach what I hope and expect to see as a result of this program with your team. That my hope is at the end of these 12 weeks together, I am hoping and expecting A, B, and C to happen. To our players to begin to demonstrate these traits at a greater level. And as I'm going through, I don't get caught up early on if it's not coming to fruition. Right? I'm, but I'm always thinking about the end. I'm like, okay, well, I've got eight more weeks with them. I've got to get them here. I've got to get them mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Right? And I, I go four weeks, and, and maybe we're not going as fast as I like, and time is running out, and I begin to amplify my message, intensify the communication, because I'm looking at I, I've got four more weeks to get them here. Right? Because I've got my end in mind. And I think from a coaching perspective, think about how powerful of a shift that is. Right? I've got this player for three years. My hope at the end of these three years, I want them to be here. That's my driving force. That's going to be my guide. You're one, okay, I'm, 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 trending, I'm trending nicely. Right? We're moving in that direction. Man, I'm falling behind a little bit. I've got to pick it up. I'm not quite there yet. I think it actually can be that tool to guide us and help point us in the right direction with our players. When we stop and say, what do we want our program to produce? Yeah, and you have to think long term, and you have to be all in to making that happen you know i think it reminds me a lot of like a a a diet you know i mean there's times when i go and i lift right and and that's a good thing but i'm not necessarily getting in great you know other types of shape and then i'll go do cardio but i'm not saying it's stronger but then i don't have that but when you're eating well you know you're sleeping well you're getting your cardio you're so whatever the whole thing seems to work better together and i think when you look at a team it's much like that like if you don't know where you're trying to get like you might have them doing the right thing encouraging each other or whatever but they don't have the competitiveness and then you know, and then all of a sudden they got the competitiveness but they're not cohesive you know you're trying to tie all these things together as a coach and you know the long term's got to be the driver and then you you gear back from that what are the short term things i need to get me to the long term solutions and i think that question actually could be broken into multiple tiers as well as the end goal as a whole right so you could maybe say what do i want my my teams to look like at the end of each season right mm-hmm. what, like what is it in that immediate season but but it also can be expanded to say what do i want my players to look like at the end of their time with me right that's a bigger picture thing so i think there can be multiple things but i think there's value tremendous value when we start with the end in mind right it helps cast us and, and point us in the right direction yeah so listen if you have any additional thoughts love to hear what you think about this topic um, what does your program produce uh, you can always tweet us at hardwood underscore hustle i am your host adam bradley alongside tj rosine we are the hardwood hustle until next time we're out coaches one more thing before you go are you confident that your players have the ability to think the game Not just play the game, but actually think the game. A few episodes back, we recorded that topic on highlights and box score readers versus game watchers. And we've learned that a lot of our players have become highlight watchers and box score readers. 
and they're struggling to actually know the game and having difficulty thinking the game. Coaches, change all that this summer with PGC Basketball, the number one camp of the country that teaches players how to think the game, an intense, no-nonsense basketball camp for players and for coaches. They recently opened up their summer schedule. Make sure you check out pgcbasketball.com to figure out how you could get your players connected to PGC so when they come back to you next fall, they know how to think the game deeper and better than ever before. Take advantage of this opportunity, coaches. Till next time.